Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is How Building Men and Women for Others Can Enrich Your Life and Business. My guest draws from a lifetime of mentors, from professional football coaches and players, from gurus of the Fortune 500, in order to install a useful roadmap for relationships and marketing while giving back with his always updated skill stack. I give you Tim O'Keefe. Hey, what a, uh, what a cool intro. Thank you so much for having me here today. Tim, I know you from Facebook and you've always intrigued me. As I was just telling you before we started, I just researched you more for this podcast and the more I learned about you, the more I was like, wow, this guy is awesome. I wish I had known this and known that. And we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, I guess but, the check cleared. <laughs> check cleared, man. You're good to go, man. That's, that's all. <laughs> not, not at all. Oh, uh, great stuff, man. You, I mean, first of all, let me say that I listened to your podcast a couple of months ago. I was blown away by your, the podcast was great. You're a great conversationalist, but your guest was this guy who was an expert in, uh, in persuasion and his background is not in business, but in government and military. Do you, do you remember that guest? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember which he, one. He was blowing me away in, in the depths of persuasion. I mean, like this scary levels of persuasion. Well, you know, this guy was, you know, about like mind control and, Grace, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, go listen to Tim's podcast. Very eclectic, very cool stuff. Tim, what's that? What's your, your podcast info? Well, the the where they're all at, the easiest is soundcloud.com slash Tim O'Keefe, T-I-M-O-K-E-E-F-E, lowercase. Great. Check it out. I totally recommend it. Tim, you're quoted as saying, I do not coach football. I build men and women for others with ball as the context which yeah. also helps me to give to my own clients, end quote. Talk about that. Well, there is a high school in downtown LA. Uh, as a kid, I hated them. Loyola High School, Jesuit school, private. I went to a private Catholic, you know, more run-of-the-mill Catholic school. So did I. These guys were like the big shots, right? They're the, they're the, the, the rich kids. They're the uh, whatever. I mean, just the, the stereotype. And uh, well, my, my oldest son went there and I learned a lot. And one of the first things they do is they indoctrinate you in building men for others. And they would actually say that every once in a while when they were encouraged to, to correct others' behavior if it wasn't going into the right direction. Not that they're all choir boys, but just as a philosophy of life. And I really 
I really believe that it's it's a hell of a lot easier to get ahead in life when you steal from others. <laughs> but whatever it is that makes them great. And a lot of times people don't really know what makes them great, right? Through NLP, we know that you can model people. And, and, uh, and so you can get really, 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 really uh, organic and into some complicated stuff to do that. But it's not too hard to just pay attention to what's going on in front of you in the world. What's this guy do, right? And a lot of times people, especially the, the paid gurus that are out there, they like, do this, 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 and this. But meanwhile, they're doing this, that, and the other. And so I'd rather watch what this, that, and the other is than, than what they're saying they're doing. And, and if it matches up, it's, it, a lot of times you're, you're dealing with a, a person who's, who's pretty, uh, pretty meshed together as a person, I think. But so what I've done is I've tried to imply, uh, impart that onto my kids when I coach football, but you're really building, you know, your, your daughter forever to be a future wife or a future woman, a future career person. You're building your son to, to, to be a future citizen. And uh, I, uh, I, I wish I had this out right now. I, I have a kid that's a professional football player who um, really, really broke, not broke my heart, but made my heart just sing, I should say. Um, I saw him on uh, Instagram uh, back in the summer when we weren't sure if we were even going to have an NFL, right? And he, and I know he was a free agent, which means you weren't drafted. You're you, you, you were, you're lucky you're on the practice squad, you know, by, by a thin nail. And he posts up this picture of a smoking hot gal <laughs> inside. Good job. You know, and on the other side of it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to put my coach Tim hat on and I'm going to text him, you know, Hey man, just make sure you, you, you keep the, your eyes on the ball. And he said something to the effect of, don't worry about me, coach. I'll, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to make my teammates proud and, and be a leader. Uh, and just like you taught us, we're going to, uh, I'm going to be a, a great man after football and a great husband and a great father and great leader there, something along those lines. And I'm not going to lie. I teared up. I hadn't coached this kid for probably seven years, eight you years. You instilled it in him. Well, that's the power that we're given. Right. And when you're mentoring over people, you have that power. You have that power as a salesman, as a business person, just to mm -hmm. kind of cross the context a little bit. Uh, I always like to say my kids are my 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 laboratory. Uh, the stuff I, I learned from persuasion and, and the gurus and all this stuff that I learned from from people directly or indirectly. Um, I like to use it on them. For one, I don't get the chance to talk to big groups too much. I don't go out speaking too much, um, uh, not nearly as much as I used to. And so you get in front of a bunch of kids and I, I do you remember the Charlie Brown uh, uh, series and they're in the classroom and you all you hear is wah, 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 from <laughs> right. right? Well, I always took that to mean that that's what you hear after about, you know, the third day in school when you're that age, <laughs> you're not listening, you're just hearing, you know, noises. And and you could see that when you're with kids, you can, in, in, you know, you're talking at the end of practice. And I always say after about the 30th day, 
they're they're glazing over they're you know and so what i would always try to do is is flip the practice and and change things pattern interrupts if people are aware of that that term and and just break it up so they don't know what's coming next because in reality in a football game you don't know what's coming next anyway right so right. um well that translates to business too right i mean sure. your, your audience uh your audience is is easily bored especially nowadays i mean everybody's you know swiping and you got about a half a second of attention if that and Right. I read somewhere where we're getting about as attentive as goldfish. I think they said goldfish is, has more attention than us. Yep, I've heard that as well. Which is which is believable, but it's sad. And and so I um, I just think that uh, what I could learn from that can translate to other things to my family. Um, some of the stuff that I've learned how to be a better not that I'm a great storyteller, but I learned how to tell better stories. How? Telling my kids goodnight stories. <laughs> it's practice. And you're always going to be applauded because they don't really care what you're saying. They just love that you're telling them a story, right? <laughs> so, okay, I get to practice and make up all kinds of weird characters and, and to this day that still live in our family mythology, sort of, that um, I invented way back when. And, uh, uh, and then... The idea of story intrigues me uh, a lot, and um, the more I I realize my own failings, it's my attachment to my stories that, um, and I learned that from my my buddy who, who's a hypnotist. And one time he's telling me something, and I have you ever anybody that? tell you something, man, where they're like going and they're they're giving you good. I mean, it's gold. I always call it, I tell that to the kids. I'm offering you gold here, and you're not paying attention. There's gold. Would you? Right. So he's giving me gold and Who's I'm the hypnotist, uh, Adam Goodson. Okay. He's on one of the podcasts, uh, lives right down the street. That's we put together Facebook. And one day he goes, dude, I'm right down the street from me. I was checking out your stuff and I'm like, get out of here. We, we went to, to breakfast and been buds ever since that was like three or four years ago. And, uh, and, and he was telling me something and I literally, kept going back to my story to to double down on on the story yeah you know the yeah but and then I, he sells his advice again gold double gold yeah but adam right and, and i think it was the third or fourth time and he goes god you know you every time i I, I tell you this, that's, that's gold. You, you freaking you, you, you anchor back to your, your same story, your old story again. Yep. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it was on autopilot. Those three stories were auto. And this is not even like this giant, like thing, you know, it, it was just like a, a, a advice. I mean, it was great advice, but it wasn't like, you know, something that, but it's that deeply held on something that's right. not that huge of a deal. And I, I had those attachments back. are critical. Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what that hamster in the background, uh, you know, was about. I was going to make a meme trying to do with story. You know, you want to get out of your story, just jump off the damn uh, wheel there. Go on, <laughs> right? I'll tell, I'll tell our audience more about that right after we come back from a moment 
uh, from our sponsors. Let's just have a word from our sponsors and we'll come right back and we'll talk about the hamster in the wheel and, and uh, the appearance of Tim and myself. Okay, just a, a word from our sponsor real quick. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Do you like learning by yourself or with others? What if you could do both at the same time? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can learn in the environment that suits you as you choose. Okay, we're back with Tim O'Keefe on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Right now, we're going to talk about our appearance. So if, you, if you're listening to us, hop on over to YouTube when you get a chance and you'll see the appearance of Tim. He has a great hamster on a wheel background. By the way, we I, when he came on, he pleasantly surprised me. We look practically identical. We're both wearing black hoodies. We both look similar in facial appearance. We're both, you know, we're, we're in, we're in uh, our middle-aged guys, you know, we got uh, gray sides, gray beards, uh, semi-dark mustache, semi-dark top of my hair. So we look very similar. I was like, whoa, I, I was not expecting that. So that's funny. Talk about the hamster. Well, let me, let me talk about the beard for a second. Um, and the, I usually, I usually will wear like a, a polo or a, a button down when I'm on these things. Right. And lately I've been seeing everybody just wearing stuff like we're wearing, you know, and I'm like, you know what, damn it. This is how I look 99% of the time. Anyway, I am coach Tim. Right. And I was like, I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And then I'm like, well, yeah, dude, your, your, your beard though. And then I thought, well, actually, he has a, I kind of have the same look he has from what <laughs> I've seen on Facebook. And then I thought, well, and, and, and this is the key. I thought, well, I could take it off to my normal, which is most of my pictures on the internet are in a goatee because it's kind of the, you know, the coach look is a goatee. Or I could leave it like this, which might be the more academic, uh, professorial, you know, intellectual look. I only got the beard to look smart. That's the only that, thing I, I got. That's what I'm going with. You know, do I want to go coach? Or I can just shave it all off and go baby butt face. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and years ago I was taught in sales. Uh, this is the 80s. Uh, some of my first training, if you want to call it that, where they said studies have shown that people tend to, trust people without facial hair. And so for years, I would not do any facial hair. And then uh, the goatees got popular. Uh, my wife likes the stubbles. So I, I've stuck with this and blamed it on my COVID beard. So um, I, I left it for today. But the thing is, is and why I, I tell that story is, the fact is, is I think, going back to the 80s study, is you're judged no matter what. You're going to be judged. and you know, some people might just go, oh, he just, he looks scruffy. He looks whatever. And that's people over here. What I've learned is there's people that are going to dig in, people that are going to love you and uh, they're going to love you. They're, they're, they're going to not like you or they're indifferent somewhere in the middle. Right. I learned that from a, a mentor of mine, Dave Lacani. And, uh, and so let's let's hang out more with the one you know from a business standpoint hang out more with the people that are more fun which are the ones that that, that love you so i'm sure i'll get judged and i do get judged with the full beard and i'm sure when i go goatee i get judged as as the goatee guy or whatever and so forth and and what's funny is 
the goatee thing makes it fits and aligns more with the coach persona, right? Because you see these coaches, and I'm a big guy, and you know, you know, all I need is a whistle, and I probably just fit right into everybody's stereotypes. So, by the way, was that was that Dave Lacani or Dave Bacana? What was that name? Lacani, Lacani. Yeah, I have heard of him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, the marketing guy. Is marketing the- guy. Yeah. Um, I, I need to catch up. He's on the broad this podcast. Everybody I'm gonna mention has pretty much been on my yeah, that's great my stuff. Um, but he's one of the first guys that really taught me uh directly taught me psychological type of, of marketing. That's great. Yeah. I, I've uh I have a few of his books or courses and he's he's really great. He really knows what he's talking about. You know, when I started working on teaching personal development especially as i developed self-help coaching you know i saw that what's what is necessary in, to manifest the the results and, and the benefits that a person wants is that they have to take their knowledge and apply it as consistently as possible to get to get the goods that's the way to get the goods you are about in a very similar way about optimization and the ubiquity of things generalized. Talk about that. There's that word you've been you have been researching. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, we so somewhere along the line, uh, one of my one of my big uh, hurdles in life had been to stay in a lane, right? So instead of going with the coach Tim, you know, and, and hiding it, the football side of me, at some point, you know, after, and probably it was when my clients are calling me up, hey, coach Tim, you know, they're, they kind of were digging the, the whole thing, you know? And so I kind of said, okay, this could work. And I was uncomfortable with it because again, I don't want to be judged, right? <laughs> don't want to be judged as that guy. Cause I know people have judgments of their coaches. They had that asshole, you know, 30 years ago who yelled and screamed and made them feel horrible. And, you know, and that's, that's not me though. And so uh, I try to, when I put out coachy stuff really come, it, all it is is just context. Right. If you if you listen to I've got uh, uh, Tom Vizzini on the on the on the podcast talking about anchoring. I got Jonathan Allfeld, who I have been trained by uh, in person. Me as well. Um, I'm sorry. Me too. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, and uh, and others, Definitely. they I made them step into the context of football. Right. How to coach and 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 do that stuff in a football context. But it works any, anywhere. It works anywhere. And one of the things that actually, you know, Adam got me to do, my, my buddy, the hypnotist, is to not worry about that I'm not like 100%, you know, hypnotist of the year award, right? You, you can still go out and anchor. It's okay, Tim, right? And it, and it wasn't so much that he taught me how to anchor. I already learned it. But I thought it was like this magical thing, right? And I literally went out the next day and anchored the hell out of somebody, <laughs> right? And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna have fun. It, I'll just look silly if you know if, if it doesn't work. And and we did a deal. I mean, it wasn't 
you know, and, and really what I learned from that is, I mean, man, everything, it was the beginning of me realizing everything's really about feelings. I mean, we're so bendable. Yeah. Um, and why I, I like that little hamster there, because it's like he's, um, he, he's sort of stuck, but if he just jumps off and chooses another wheel, he'll, he'll have a different experience. Right, to step off. <laughs> it's incredible how feelings are so, really the most important thing. I mean, try to have a good day while feeling bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Try to have a bad day while feeling good. You know, it's just you know being simplistic. You know, as when I develop our first um, home study course, which is Benjamin Franklin's "The Way to Wealth," which is about financial security. As I learned what that course, you know, was about the principles that Franklin had, which was about like eighty-five principles I isolated. And they saw the way to wealth isn't knowing isn't one skill, for example, or, or or attitude. For example, Ben teaches don't go into debt unless it's absolutely necessary. And it's not and it's, and, it's, and and becoming wealthy is totally not all about just making more money. That's just one slice of the pie. Uh, but it's also, you know, there's another skill is like, for example, Franklin says, you must care. You must take care of why? Well, everything, even the little details, you must take care. That's the way to wealth. So all these skills come together in synergy or you're building on it, one on, on, on top of the other in order to become wealthy, in order to, have, to become financially independent. You do a thing called skill stacking. What's the relationship? What's the correlation? What's skill stacking? Well, it's 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 not it's not really my phrase. I again, I stole it. Uh, Scott Adams, who's a the Dilbert guy, has yeah, a, a blog. Great. Uh, and honestly, if you watch it and strip the politics out of it, you'll get an education in persuasion. <laughs> And uh, a lot of the stuff he'll say, it's in his words, which is why he's a great marketer. He, you know, uses it and puts it into his own concept. But he talks about his skill stack, right? And his skill stack is, let's see, he's now a, a huge YouTuber or, or a blogger. And he was a keynote speaker. He's a trained economist from Berkeley. He's a hypnotist. He's a corporate, he was a corporate uh, executive. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing something. So that gives him the, a unique gift to the world, right? His experiences and sharing it is his unique gift to the world. Now, why one of the things I say when I train people in how to create content, and, and you, you gave me a compliment earlier, which is looking around and that's really just me doing my content, right? I mean, that's how you found me. And so I'm, I'm all over the place ubiquitously as I love that word. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. And, uh, and it's years ago, I told a story. I was when all we had was blogs and I got interviewed by uh, this guy at the Chicago Tribune, I think. And he asked me, and I never thought about it, you know, why blogs? And, and I said, uh, just came out of my mouth. I said, well, it's really a blog is the ability to tell the, your brand story through time. 
And, and so now instead of one blog, we have, you know, every social media platform and new thing being created every day that we can be putting stuff out there. And um, so that is the idea of ubiquity to me. And so no matter where you go, there I am, so to, sort of thing. You talk also. No, you did. <laughs> uh, you have a really wonderful uh, conversational way about you, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's, right. it's really, it's really, it's very conversational. <laughs> yes. Uh, you talk about the need for persona and perspective in the digital economy. Now, and and I also know that you uh, you mix uh, uh, coach. Tim football and coach Tim SEO. I don't, we haven't, I haven't, we haven't been specific yet. Tim is a, is an internet marketer. He, he does internet marketing, digital marketing for people. And I got to tell you for my company, we just got a new digital marketing, another company. And it was going to really an exhaustive search. If I had known more about you, I would have been talking to you because you seem, I didn't know you did that. I know, I knew that you were one of us, if you will, you know, practitioner of NLPs and to persuasion, you know, as a modern guy. But I didn't know all that about you. I would have been talking to you more about this stuff. That. Appreciate <laughs> that. I, that's if there's one thing I've done as as a failure in social media is um, is not putting that out enough. I uh, uh, I've worked so hard of putting together a persona that I failed to put out the the business persona side of it. Yes. And, um, I knew about the football side. I did not know about the business side as much. Yeah. The football side's almost, you know, it's, it's syrup uh, as my <laughs> wife would say, it's like, okay, I've heard the story a hundred times. Stop, you know, but, uh, but the, um, the reason is, is because uh, although I love what I do and everybody I'm sure loves what they do, but it's social media. It's not buy shit media. Right. And so uh, and I think that's, you know, I, I it's one thing that drives me nuts. A realtor will oh, I listed another house like I haven't seen another house. And how is that conversational? You, you know what I'm saying? It's right. it's like and, and I appreciate that you you're saying that I'm conversational. I work really hard at that. But that's to me what this platform, these platforms are supposed to be about. And through conversation, we can learn from each other. Uh, and it's not all, I'm just trying to, you know, get into your wallet. And, and so that's been my holdup. And, you know, the old time sales guys will say, rah, rah, rah. and I'll go, okay, well, tell me how many likes and tell me shares and how many, and how many followers that are, that are, uh, that showed hard, or, or I should say, show strong sentiment that you have. And, and oh yeah, that will be that would be about not much. So there's a balance, and I'm probably I'm probably way too far over on the on on the uh, airing on the uh, the personal the personal side. But I think that's very important. And um, I just have not gone as far. I've actually put a a meme up yesterday on Facebook and others for the first time of a, a testimonial from a client. So. I'm, I'm finally starting to get salesy. <laughs> we'll take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Tim O'Keefe. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. 
People value all sorts of things, but Benjamin Franklin teaches us that the most valuable thing we have is time. With it, we can have practically anything. Visit www.perficio.io, that's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can truly learn how to value time and have that instilled in you so that you can best use time to work for you. We're back. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with the very interesting Tim O'Keefe. Tim, what is it? What is building men and women for others? What's that about? You, you, we touched on that at the beginning, but can you expound on that? Well, we talked about where it came from. And I believe, you know, I, I use it in, in a way, I mean, that's obvious. Like the example I used with the kid who's a pro ball player. Uh, it's making them into great citizens. So part of that ethos and motivation came from, I think it was John Wooden's last interview he did on Tony Robbins' uh, Power Talk, if you remember those way, sure. way Now we call those podcasts. <laughs> but back then you paid some ungodly amount. And, um, and, uh, uh, and John Wooden talked and he talked about his players and he mentioned a guy named Amos Alonzo Stagg, who at one time was the winningest football coach in college, maybe all of uh, football history. And then, uh, uh, gosh, I, I can't remember. Bear Bryant, I think, broke his record and then somebody else broke Bear's record. But anyway, Amos, uh, interestingly enough, was a coach at my college, University of Pacific. And the stadium used to be named after him and high schools named after him and had some really big years there. And, and back in, the, I guess, the 40s or something like that. Uh, in fact, I was on a Zoom last year and I met a guy that was an alumnus who played for Stag way back a jillion years ago. And he's still alive. God bless him. And he told some old stories it was just wonderful but but he was very successful so that the the mm -hmm. a journalist comes up to him at the uh, end of the season and he goes coach coach what do you think what do you think about all your kids success and stag answers back and he goes i won't know for another 20 years <laughs> that's yeah. great Okay, and so wooden saw stag as a uh, a mentor although they never met and so that's the way that Wooden talked to Robbins in that in that interview. He says, uh, you know, so and so's a preacher now. So and so is a is a is a doctor. The other person's a lawyer. Wonderful family. Been married together, you know, forever. Blah blah blah. And so he was measuring it on bigger things. And yep. so yeah. that's always been kind of my my mandate. As, as a football coach is to pass on the bigger picture. And it's not about, so typically I'll go really big picture, like way macro and then get really micro in, in when I coach, right? <clears throat> so most coaches are gonna look at wins, right? And you'll appreciate this as a Nelper. So I'm like, okay, yeah, but you can win just by getting off the ball fast. So if you, I break down into pro, uh, into uh, a progression or a process as they call it in some circles um, 
I'm now saying, okay, how do you block somebody? Well, there, I could probably give you 20 to 30 steps on how to block somebody. Whereas in our mind, we just go, oh, you get off the ball, you, you bang into them and you try to push them across the field. <laughs> Isn't that what blocking is? But you can really break it down to probably 30 steps. So each one of those 30 steps, if I want to be really super anal retentive, could be a win. So there's all kinds of stuff in there that I could give that kid that's a win. And as you said earlier, you can't, if you feel like you're, you're, you're in a bad mood, you're not going to have a great day. Well, if you feel like you keep losing, then you're not going to win. <laughs> right? I mean, and collectively. So how, and so translate that into normal life and, and, and just away from the field. And if you learn that as a player, if, if you, uh, do that in your own business and realize there's there's processes in, in all kinds of places and there's and as a leader there's the ability to to pat somebody on the back um right and, and say good job at whatever and i realize now in in my middle age bearded middle gray bearded middle age that um uh that matters you know, and I used to be Mr. Tough Guy way back when, where I was not so quick to compliment, and and it still is a struggle. I, I try to do it as much as possible, um, you know, because I come from well, this, you're doing what you're supposed to do, so why is that a big deal? And and it's just human nature. We we want to feel good, you know. So you've talked about, and you can elaborate more on how football informs a life and business, but how how does it not? A great question that's that's been part of my reason that i coach was to get that answer um because uh, it's funny i my last game ever in college was i was pacifics up in northern california in stockton first chartered university in the state uh looks like an east coast school school you know ivy on the brick and everything and um uh, Come down here, we play against Cal State Fullerton, which is down the street, you know, about a 30 minute, 40 minute drive. And uh, I was recruited by them. I didn't go there because it, it looked like the junior college that I went to. It looked like almost a high school, just a big high school. You know, it's uh, more modern, less less collegial looking like, like Pacific is. And uh, anyway, we come down and, and I, uh, we lost a, a game. It was a mud bowl. And, uh, but I'm, I asked the coach, can I stay home and I'll just fly home on my own? And he said, yeah, especially being the, the last game. And so I stay the weekend and with the family, fly back and it was just different before you walk across campus and there seems like there's always eyes on you. They're always looking to make sure that you're, you're okay. Right. Cause we, that affects the, the next game if you're limping and uh, how, how, how are you limping? Why, why don't I know about this? Right. You're a commodity. You're, yes. You're, 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 you're owned. And now 
yeah, they were nice, but I didn't get as much of those eyes. You just feel it. It does. You're not as important anymore. And and that was very uh, empty. It felt very empty. And it wasn't until years later I I realized, well, the reason it felt like that, at least in part, was there was no closure. And well, the reason there's no closure, knucklehead, is because you didn't go back with the team. You stayed with your family and you didn't go back up there with the other family. And everybody, I'm sure, said their goodbyes and their hugs and and love yous and all that kind of stuff. And and it was uh, it, it was appropriately done. I, I'm pretty certain of that. And so that's when I realized, OK, it wasn't as cold <laughs> as I thought it was, although I'm sure it's still pretty cold. Um, so what, how does it not inform a life? Um, uh, so one of the things that, that really made me succeed was that, um, you know, I had won, I was one of those kids that just won like all these awards in high school, right? So in my head, football, not academic, let's be clear. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, oh my God, uh, my dreams of college football are- The future is so bright. The future is so bright. Finding. You know, and where's the, back then, where are the letters? You know, not email or anything like that. Where are the letters? Where are the, no letters. No letters that mattered. They'd send out like, it was almost like a, like a sales letter, you know, of the old times. It was yeah. like, this is, it was like badly copied and the guy signed it, you know, and uh, Xerox. And uh, I'm like, man, no one really cares, you know? And so all of a sudden, couple jc's show up at the school which are the only coaches that showed up at the school what are jc's junior college okay and uh two-year two-year school right and um and uh, uh santa monica showed up and i went over there and then el camino showed up i went over there they took me for a tour and where am I going to go? I go to El Camino. Why? It's closer. <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> that's a, hey, that's a factor. That, that was the reason, man. Um, and I had, I had been there. I had familiarity because my, I joined for, I think seven bucks each year, the Dodger Pepsi fan club. And you would go to their, their theater and get to watch Ron Say and Steve Garvey explain how to throw a baseball, right? Even though I was a football guy, I just thought it was, it was a cool thing. So I went, went to that for a couple of years. So I knew the school and anyway, uh, I, I got a little, oh, I'm, I'm, did you want to take a break now? Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back for our final segment, uh, final segment. Uh, so just a quick moment from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. 
We're back and you're listening to Self-Help Coaching Podcast with the wonderful, yes, wonderful Tim O'Keefe. I'm loving this stuff, really. And continue from where you were, Tim. Well, where, where I was going was um, with the, the idea of, of how it helps and how it doesn't is uh, I'd gone there. I go through the summer. I'm, I changed my position from, line, from defensive lineman the linebacker uh and uh I, the coach to this day will tell me that I was going to start and the head coach stole me over to the offense because we were getting so many injuries on the offensive line and so being a team player and it's just in my psyche you know not to be selfish as a player that's what they they taught me at, in youth football and, and in high school football um all right, coach, but as soon as the season's over, I'm, I'm going back to, to, to defense. And so I go through an entire season. I, I've since become friends with guys that were on the team when that happened and told me how just, just ruined I was on my face. I just wore it on my face. I was very, very tormented. And, and I kind of pushed that out. And I thought my college dreams were over. Right. Um, Cause I'm not going to get recruited as a six foot, six foot one on a good day stretched uh, 230 pounds on a good day. I wish I had that. It was there now, but <laughs> back then it was, I was 230 and, uh, and, uh, and get recruited by anybody uh, for, for offensive line. So um, the last game was on a Saturday and on that Monday morning, uh, right before eight I'm knocking on coach's door you remember I said I'm going back to defense he goes oh yeah but we already have uh too many linebackers and so I said well how about nose guard and he was struggling with the idea and then he goes all right because we're the great line the great nose guard we had the prior uh the prior year had gone on he he was uh done he was a sophomore so he was gone and we needed a nose <clears throat> and uh and so i went and uh so the example that i have there is i burned the boats uh, the term you know i i wasn't i wasn't gonna quit and the way i explain it today was i just didn't give a shit i'll die on that field you know I, i'll i'll freaking die i'm going to get what i want and there's some bravado in that statement, but also some very unhealthy uh, <laughs> possible repercussions. And um, so as the story went, I, uh, you know, I ended up being as a lineman, the only uh, most valuable player as, as, a, as a lineman up until like two or three years ago and uh, was recently put up on the wall there as an, on the all 80s team. And, um, and it was that, that success was burning the boats. There, there was nothing. I was going to break myself being successful. It just wasn't, there was no other alternatives. Everybody else came a distance second. That's the downside. Okay. The, for me to get what I wanted very selfishly, which they were happy to provide and, but for me, God, bless them. And, and I, I had a wonderful family, wonderful girlfriend, 
but she also was probably my future ex-wife because of the, the habits that I had created through, through that time. By and the way, uh, back in the day, I received a trophy as a, a most valuable uh, defensive cornerback. So I, we have football in common. I just, there you go, man. So I I'm, sure, played, I'm, I used sure, to, I'm sure you're you're a lot faster than I was. <laughs> I had great hands, man. I had great hands. Let me tell you, it's about so, them hands. And uh, um, and I and I tell you, man, you, I feel like sometimes that when you feel that commitment, burn the boats. That it's one of the greatest feelings, where you know it's such a focus, such a tunnel to the goal. You know, but yes, it can be very consequential. <laughs> well, and so, so my, so I'll use another example. I was listening to a podcast of a, uh, I won't name him, but this guy who puts on a pretty damn good uh, podcast, he gets some great interviews. Uh, it's a sit down show uh, in, in studio until, until COVID. And I remember him explaining his business and he goes, look, he goes, in my business, and he, it was a very binary one zero sort of either or thing in my business it's either fucking great or it's complete shit <laughs> and i first thing i thought as maybe an older wiser man than my youth is um i wonder what his family and relationships are like <laughs> and uh and so i think it's balance. It's knowing when to burn the boats because sometimes you got to just freaking burn them, man. You, you just got to go for it. Yep. And yep. other times, I mean, you know, like I said, my academics were enough so I could play football. I was not an academic. Yeah. So don't let my academic beard. <laughs> you fooled me with the beard. You. you thought you thought I was all books. Huh? You know, one of the things talking about things in common, one of the things that you had alluded to previously is going first. Now, you and I share a primary and a teacher of neuro-linguistic programming, Jonathan Allfeld, who is awesome. I learned NLP from him. I learned knowledge engineering and more from him. And he taught me to go first, which is a tenant of NLP. You want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah, and I don't know if, if you learn so much. Sometimes I love to keep where I learn stuff in its proper source. Right, I'd, I'd love to give it to, to Jonathan. I can't remember if, if that's where I heard it or wherever, but okay. I learned so much from, I, I too took knowledge engineering, which really made it so that it's modeling, right? And so it really made it so that I could be a better SEO guy because all SEO is a lot of is just identifying the processes that Google, so I can manipulate Google basically. Right, and, right. Um, and then, what is a, a, a football game, but a, a process and so forth and so on. Um, so going first is, I think, taking the risk of my transparency and allowing you to judge me, to, to, to loop it back to how we started with the beards. Go ahead, judge me. Because the sooner you judge me, I'm going to find out that I don't want to know you. Or I do want to know you because you might judge me and, and maybe you'll judge me in a, a way that's not particularly nice or not uh, uh, not particularly uh, uh, nice Flatter. about my look, you know, flattering. Thank you. Thank you. I, I forgot the ginkgo bubble today or something. <laughs> um, and 
maybe it's useful, right? And so the sooner I, and, and the thing is, is also, I think people are so untransparent that it's, it's a secret power. And one of the things I was uh, doing a talk, uh, a podcast uh, for somebody a few weeks ago, and I said, the superpower of the internet is just be a freaking human. Show your humanity first, and it's you, you, you're going to win. Nine times out of 10, you're going to win them over. And then you could decide if you really do, you want them to be won over. Maybe you don't want them in your life, right? But at least you started the process of, of taking down the false walls that we always have and, uh, and just saying, hey, man, here I am. And that's why, you know, if I'm truly ubiquitous all over the internet, I'm just sharing my humanity. I'm sharing football stories, how, how Johnny, uh, true story, uh, texts from the mom, uh, uh, Johnny doesn't, uh, is a, was, up until he started coming to practice in June, he was uh, not too kind and fond of male adults. Okay, that's all I was going to go. I wasn't going to dig on why. <clears throat> you know, I didn't, I was like, oh, I, <laughs> okay, I'll take you at your word. But she said every day he comes home and, and uh, he talks about how Coach Tim helped and what coach Tim said about me and coach Tim said this coach Tim said that well wow I feel like okay maybe I'll get into heaven maybe if <laughs> get, get a few more of them but the point is 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 that that story is it, it's stuff that all of us can can wrap our arms around if, if we have a heart right and now you're like oh wow that's a pretty cool dude and and he also does SEO, if you would actually tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to my final question. And I'd like you to answer it in about a minute if you could. What is the secret to a long marriage and how it helps business? Uh, every day recommitting. Mm. I was trying to remember. I know I told you that before and I was trying to like, what in the hell was I talking about? But it's, it's you talked to, about process, consistency, yeah. novelty. Well, one of the things that kind of kind of melts people's minds because we we get married, and you know, essentially, you say I do, and you you do a, a formal contract. That's essentially what it is. And then ten years later, you know, you're like, what the hell? And well, I made a commitment, and people just get. They're only hanging in there because they made a commitment 10 years ago. Well, wouldn't it be better if you made a commitment like three hours ago? That'd be a little bit better, mm -hmm. right? And while you do that, reattach to those feelings why you want to stay married to this chick. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And so that's, that's something that I've learned to do over the last probably six or seven years. And uh, some days I do it more intently than than others but i always remember i am committed as of this morning not because of some damn thing i did you know 23 years ago and you could and it's the same thing in 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 business and whatever i don't have to be in i don't have to be in this business deal i i can back out you know uh, now there may be <laughs> repercussions contractually with that just like in a divorce so be careful but 
you right. normally right. will you you keep it fresh within a business relationship also by reminding people of why you 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 got married in the business that's great it really is tim okay uh you have any last things to say to our audience final remarks no i just really appreciate you having me and uh getting to share some of my ideas great stuff i really appreciate it how do they contact you and what do they have to look forward to in the future well i am uh I'm not coaching right now. I, I, it's funny. I, I said, uh, uh, I picked a good year not to coach. <laughs> um, I feel happy as of tonight, the local kids are playing for the first time in over a year. And, um, and so I'm really happy for them that they get to play their, their game again. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be coaching or not. I, I definitely want to play with the ideas sort of that we talked about just now and play with those ideas and how they translate to other things in life and then back to football. Uh, that may mean a book, which I have a very loose foundation on right now. They're just notes like all over the place. And then I have then I have a couple uh, books uh, that I'm getting ready to re-release. And if anybody wants information, uh, I, I have a, a book that I wrote a few years ago and I'm updating it right now on Google My Business. So if you have a business, a local business, you as you get a website, you really should have a GMB or Google My Business. Um, Please business. offer it. What's that? Please offer it if you can, whatever you can. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if, and I don't have like a sign-up page or anything, just you can email me. Um, I don't know if you want to leave the email. It's tim at spiderjuicetechnologies.com. Just say, hey, can I have the book? And uh, I'll send out what I have at, at, at this point. That's great. Tim, it has been a real pleasure having you on the podcast, speaking with you and sharing all this great stuff with the audience i really appreciate it and uh we're gonna there'll be more coming down the road because uh, i didn't realize how much we had in common until i researched you and and had this conversation with you and uh it's it was delightful thanks a lot Tim. it, it was fun thank you so much thanks for joining us Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.